When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the way. We want it men. Talk to our buddy Swag King Narayan. Uh, just kind of go into his reasoning why he loves swag and just how it, it brings people together. And it's something that I've kind of learned, you know, coming coming up in the in the group and coming up in the Star Wars community. That not only is Star Wars an icebreaker, but swag is a is a good icebreaker uh, to get people involved and, and to meet people. Yeah, and our conversation kind of changes my mind as to what swag is because I've tried to make swag and I try to think what would people want to collect, but it's really not about what people want to collect. It's what's a piece of swag that represents me and could be part of someone's collection. And that's right. the way I should be approaching swag. Is exactly. What, what, what's personal to you? And yeah. that's, what, that's 100% what swag is. It, it, you don't want to do... I mean, you want something that people want to collect, but it's more an outward expression of who you are as a collector is what it boils down to. Yeah, absolutely. So with so, that, here's Narayan. Ballroom. There are like 10 hotel lobbies. Actually, they're all interconnected um, <laughs> underground. So um, the main was the Marriott Marquis, but like, yeah, it's essentially like the entire downtown connected. Uh, you know, you can't, you don't even have to walk outdoors. Wow. Right. And imagine, yeah. imagine Peachtree Street wall to wall people from the re- from one re- building to the next building into the street for miles. That's I mean, it's an gone. experience. It definitely is something really amazing. <laughs> I can see. feel, I can see Jason shivering. <laughs> Yeah, not now, yeah, maybe not soon. In, not in the age of COVID. But no. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, and it's, I mean, it is, it's It's so overwhelming to the senses, though. I mean, like, I mean, you're exhausted just looking around and, I mean, taking pictures of all kinds of cool stuff, but, um, but it's hard to imagine anybody getting anything done. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just kind of, just the, the sights and sounds really so yeah. some here if we ever get past this pandemic yeah it's worth going to every couple of years i think uh you know it's sort of like i put it right there at when renfest unless you're a cosplayer i'd go i'd go every year but you know i put that in the same same vein as Ren, renfest 
every two to three years, I'm good. Well, cool. So how do you guys cool. want to do this? We'll just go into it. All right. Swag. You're recording, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously, because I had to click. Okay. Well, I found that I've, I've been listening to some podcasts and they start pre-recording and then it kind of just boom, goes into it. Go so into it's sort it. of the same thing we've been doing. But yeah, we'll just I'll just introduce you and because we're going to basically come in out of a break or, or something and uh, do this. Hey, excuse me. Bless you. Thank you. But uh, yeah. Do you need me to be downstairs at all for anything? No. Okay. We just have, we haven't, I mean, I don't know if Jason's. There's been, no video, I know, but wasn't sure if there's something you needed to see. Well, Jason's been using the video, but I think what we're going to start, I think what we, we haven't even talked about it, but I think we're going to start highlighting it instead of throwing the whole thing off. But I don't know. We okay. have, we, we still need to figure out what we're doing. Yeah. We can cut it down to 10 minutes. Anyways. And, uh, anyway. So, yeah. All right. Let's get going. Hey guys, um, we've got shit. Hold on, now, Ryan. How do you pronounce your last name? Like Nyack. Nyack. Okay, I always want to ask him. Nyack. All right. Hey guys, we've got Narayan Nyack with us, and we are going to talk swag. He is the anointed swag king in Georgia, in <laughs> actually the in the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he did. Yeah, it's it's a name he's earned, and. Uh, he keeps and it's definitely uh he earns it because he is a swag king. Narayan, how you doing today? Pretty good, guys. How are you? We're good. Um, yeah, we just wanted to have you on because swag is is like I said, you've become known for swag. We've you've there's stories about your swag and your kindness that comes with the swag. And and uh we just we wanted to have you on and talk swag and, and see how it started and where it's going and uh yeah, just get your opinion on it. Hear your story when it comes to Swag King. So what what is swag for you? Like, is it the official stuff that, you know, like the brochures that Star Wars hands out at conventions or is it more fan-made stuff? You know, like they used to do buttons way back in the day. Yeah, I think it started out as kind of, you know, official stuff that you know, companies will just give out um, at these conventions, but I think it's become a lot more fun because it's become more creative and fan-made uh, over the last, you know, few years, especially at, at the big conventions like Celebration. Um, and, you know, there's, and I think the fans have really taken swag to a different level altogether. I mean, I think putting their creativity and efforts you know, to it. And it's, it's probably fans can do stuff that I think that maybe the companies are probably too limited to be able to do because they may need to get approval and so forth. Uh, and whereas I think the fans, yeah, may, maybe they need to get approval, but a, a lot of times, you know, it's, it's just, uh, you know, creativity at its, at its, at its finest. So um, I think that's what makes it fun. How did you start with swag? Uh, I mean, because it is, it is it, the thing I've always said about you, Narayan, is, is you go to your house and you've always got swag. We have a party, you've got swag. It just, it feels like, you, you know, if you go to Narayan's house to see his collection, you will walk away with, with something to remember that day. Uh, you, you know, what, what got you started in it? 
So I think the first time I saw swag um, in earnest was probably like celebration. I want to say celebration five. Um, and, you know, they, I mean, of course they've had, you know, again, had those kind of corporate swag, you know, little giveaways with, you know, whatever the company's name or, or stuff on it. But um, when I first started seeing fan made swag, um, that's kind of when I fell in love with it because, um, you know, it, it's just, it's just kind of a cherished memento of a meeting of, you know, somebody meet, you know, a personal meeting somebody for the first time and that a way to just remember them. And uh, I was just amazed the first time I saw it, you know, was that, you know, people were giving this out essentially for free and, you know, and it was just like, some of it was just better than the stuff that they had in the store, you know, the official store. Um, you know, I think, you know, originally the celebration track, uh, collecting track at, at celebration, you know, they'd be giving out, you know, their giveaways. And that was really cool to see. I think, you know, I think I picked up, you know, the, I think I missed that on the cereal boxes, but I remember picking up the first star tots and thought those are really cool. Um, you know, and they were just giving those away just for attending the panel. And I was just like, man, this is like really good quality stuff they're giving away. But at the same time, while I was waiting in line, like people were just exchanging things like patches and buttons and stickers and all sorts of stuff, you know, and some of it very personalized, uh, you know, some of it with like a website name of that person or, you know, some unique design they made. And a lot of times just handmade stuff, um, you know, before, you know, you could even make this stuff online, you know, a lot of it was, you know, it had to take a lot of effort to make this. And um, it, it was, it was just such a cool thing. And like I said, it was so, so, um, so much more uh, creative than like the official stuff that was ever available at Celebration. And uh, it used to be, you know, you could you know, make a checklist of all the swag that was out there for like Celebration and kind of know what to get. But now that's, I think, nearly impossible. Um, because there's, everybody's do. I mean, not everyone's doing it. It's, you know, there's 10,000 10, people, but, um, enough people are doing it that it's impossible to keep track of. Um, but it's, I think that's the fun of it. You, you don't know exactly what's out there and, uh, um, and people are just getting more and more creative every, every year. Yeah. So what is the most creative piece of swag you've ever seen or your most favorite that you know you thought that was creative oh that's a tough question um <laughs> you know i i i really have um come to love the swag that's um i there's two i guess there's two two main areas of swag that i've come to really love and the one is like the handmade stuff that just there's no way to make it you know by a company um you know you have to completely make it by hand and there's a few people that have made swag like that i think they're their trademark um i think amy schoberg from the seattle group um and um, the hilario family hector hilario and uh, his family uh you know julian sam they they've always made like this handmade swag and it's very creative very unique for the occasion uh, and I always love to see what they always come up with. Um, and the second category is, is kind of what, what I've termed um, themed swag. And that's kind of where people make multiple pieces of, 
of swag that are kind of related uh, in some way. And I think the first, first one I remember distinctly and I remember thinking, oh, I've got to try to get, get this was that, um, that beer patch set from Celebration Orlando, the um, Twin Sons Brewery set, I think most of the uh, members from the Indiana group did. Um, and it was, you know, a uh, multiple like cantina characters, you know, with a, you know, a similar, similar design, but, you know, each had a different character on it. And then if you got them all, you got like an extra bottle cap set um, you know, with display, which I thought was really cool. Um, and it turns out the sponsors even got, you know, even more related stuff to that, where I think they got like a bottle opener, a little glass, you know, a glass and uh, even a six pack for, for like um, beer labels. Um, and I was able to actually pick up some of that sponsor stuff uh, over the years as well. So I, I just thought that was a great way of doing it. And, you know, previous to that, a lot of people would do it would do kind of like puzzle patches and stuff, which was kind of neat, but you know, it, it, puzzle patches have their limitations. If you aren't able to get one, then it kind of ruins the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, having a set, you know, that's both each have the unique patch to it, but also it would look good as a set. Um, that, that really um, uh, was something that, uh, uh, that drew me in. So um yeah, and since then, I think I've always tried to go more with themed patches, you know, themed swag sets um, for stuff that you know I try to come up with. And when you say handmade stuff, what what kind of what what are the examples of that? Um, a lot of times it would be just made of like um, a lot of it was like pins and buttons and um, like I think Amy would make these little buttons made of felt and okay. you know material that you could just get you know, in a, um, you know, just in a hobby store and you, the people would have these pinned on their lanyards and some of them would be like characters she created, um, you know, out of, you know, whatever material she had, um, you know, and even like handmade little pins, um, and buttons, you know, rather than something that's like pre-printed yeah. uh, or something like that. Um, and I remember seeing those and like people had, you know, all, all of them were unique, which was the really cool thing showed that people, there'd be like 30, 40 of these and each of them was different. Um, and you know, it was, it was just, it was like the, the it was just staggering to me that the thing that somebody put that much effort in, uh, you know, for, for something they were giving away, um, at celebration, just, uh, uh, you know, as a memento. And like I said, a lot of it was better than the stuff people were paying money for um and so that was um a great inspiration yeah i love that the handmade stuff to me is is where where it's at because you know I, i've i've had people hand me bottle little bottles of uh liquor with an ewop basically made around it and then hector you know for the summer social they made some incredible swag uh you know they were giving out moonshine which is always good uh you know and then that's with the georgia club we made you know the you know, 21 and over swag. And then we had to, you know, um, but yeah, I, there's, there's a story that just going back to how swag, uh, you know, connects people that our buddy David always says about you, how y'all met. And it was just, y'all were waiting in line at a celebration at 17 and he didn't know what was going on. You know, it was first time at celebration and, you know, he saw, all right, we was at the party, one of the parties and, uh, 
you walked up to him with your swag and, and he was just like, he didn't know, he didn't have any swag. And, you know, y'all, you talked and you explained what swag was. And he was like, oh man, I don't have anything to trade. And before you left, you handed him swag to trade, you, you know? Um, and then that's how y'all met and, and friendship and, and everything. Um, but that's just the power of swag. I think it, and people, it just connects people and it, and that's your heart. And I, I always like saying it, I may say it too much, but just the heart that you have for swag and the heart that you have to connect people, I, I think needs to be brought up every time that, that I have you, that we have you on uh, just because I think that's your, that's your legacy. Swag's your legacy in the star Wars community. And, you know, I, I, I need to bring it up and, um, it just, I think, you know, people need to know the power of swag, uh, you know, as far as connecting people. Well, thanks, Glenn. Um, yeah, I remember um, that. It, I, I love that story that, that David always tells because, um, it, you know, it's, uh, I think it was at the archive party in, I want to say Celebration. It was probably Celebration Orlando. Um, and, um, I, I clearly didn't know David at the time. Uh, of course, we're really good friends now. Um, and um, I remember that year, I think I was, you know, I think it was, you know, on Rebel Scum and people were just kind of showing the swag they were going to bring. And it was probably like a month before celebration. And I was thinking, man, I should do something. <laughs> you know, I should bring something. Um, and, you know, I came up with an idea of making these little postcards with, you know, Power of the Force kind of custom characters on them um, and you know, had them make, because I, I had limited time, obviously, to make something. So I had them printed out uh, and brought them. And um, I remember coming to that archive party and like just seeing the stuff that people were handing out. And I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> this is just like amazing stuff. And um I was glad that I was able to bring something to trade with. And then I think when I met David, uh, it was like, I was like, you know what? This is silly. There was a time that like, I never had swag to trade, um, you know? And like, I was like, this is stuff people are giving away. I don't need to trade it. Um, you know, I, 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 it's just great to just meet these people. And, um, and that, that's why, you know, I gave him some swag and I'm glad he remembers it. And, um, that it inspired him. Um, and it's, it's great that, you know, like in hindsight now, I mean, we've become great friends, but, you know, every time you do that for somebody, um, you know, the fact that it, it made a difference for them, you know, that that's real, really the meaning of swag, uh, you know, and um, it's, you know, it's that just that, that it's just a physical reminder of that meeting. Um, and like I said, it doesn't, it doesn't need to have a price tag attached to it or even a trade value attached to it. Um, I always, I've always given it out freely, whether, and since then I've always given it out freely since, um, you know, whether somebody has something to trade or not. And um, because I've always looked at it that way. And, uh, you know, swag shouldn't have any rules attached to it. And uh, it's, you know, it's your thing that you're doing. Um, so... But I'm, I'm so glad that, um, you know, we've become some, such great friends since then. And it started with, you know, a chance encounter with, with swag, really. So Awesome. Yeah. What's, uh, what's your favorite piece of swag? Is it the patches, the bottle caps, buttons? 
you mean just type of swag yeah like what, or, did, what what do you enjoy collecting the most and finding uh it, again it's a tough question and it really it's there's no way to pigeonhole it um yeah. because there's i mean there's so many patches out there that it almost becomes overwhelming now at celebration and there's just so many great designs and so i've really looked now for um you know, things that, like I said, have a themed approach to them. Um, and, you know, those are always my favorite pieces. Um, and I think, um, you know, the beer sets certainly stand out. Um, I remember um, uh, Troy and Deb Lindsay from the Ohio group, I think they made like a, uh, it was like these Jabba's Palace characters. And I think they made like a, um, some poker chips, like a shot glass, um and then they had like even a little i think they had an even little bourbon bottle you know mini bottle that had like a sticker and so forth and uh they also had like some buttons and pins that went with it um and a patch and so but they were all along the same theme and so it just really made it stand out even um um you know despite whatever the individual items were it, it just kind of all fit together with that kind of casino um you know, gangster type theme that they they had going for that particular swag set. Um, so I always love that that sort of stuff. Um, you know, I, as you know, I'm a big fan of bottle caps just because they're so easy to make and so they're relatively inexpensive, uh, and you can make all sorts of designs with them. So uh, bottle caps seem to be really big at that first you know Orlando celebration at that celebration Orlando. Um, and, you know, I think I was inspired by seeing the stuff that people came up with, I think mainly from the Seattle group and the DC group then. Um, and, but, you know, it really changes every year, um, every celebration, there seems to be like one hot type of swag, um, you know, whether it's, you know, in the past there were these, you know, obviously the puzzle patch sets, and now it's become more of these theme sets, whether it's the, the brewery patches or, you know, somebody made some like, you know, um, Ewok set of course we're coming out with our ice cream set you know for the next celebration um and I think that's that's kind of been the the going trend uh of course you know people make really expensive stuff too like challenge coins and you know uh, some of the more extensive enamel pin sets so you know people are really pushing the envelope um and you know what they're calling swag and you know what you know the level of effort they're putting into it so um but yeah, it, it's as long as it's something. It really doesn't matter if it's very, it's if it's if it's it's a very personal thing that represents that person. Um, and I think um, the fact that it's unique to that person is is what makes it special. So I've never once sold any swag that anyone has ever given me. Um, you know, of course, I've traded you know extras and duplicates and and so forth, but. Um, I just find it so unique and like you can kind of trace back to who, to, to who made it and kind of, you'll see what their interests were. Um, and that's, that's, that's kind of a cool way to remember somebody. And uh, go ahead, Glenn. Well, you mentioned selling swag. How does that feel to see people sell your swag? Cause I've seen your stuff for sale uh, in the past. <laughs> I'm just I'm like, that's the Ryan stuff. And <laughs> I don't, I, I, it used to 
bother me a little bit, but I I don't mind it too much anymore. Um, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's so much swag around and, you know, you know, I've certainly bought swag, you know, from other people too. Uh, I mean, I personally have not sold it in that way, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I'm sure there's, there's, there's a value assigned to anything that's limited really. So, um, you know, and, and, and swag is probably more limited than the official items that are out there, mm-hmm. um, you know, because it's a custom made fan made item. So, and like I said, the quality of some of them are just as good, if not better um, than the production items that are out there. So uh, it doesn't bother me. You know, it's, it's, it's an item I gave away freely. So they, they can do what they want with it at that point. So, um, but yeah, I think I've, um, you know, I, it, as long as, you know, somebody's not taking like, you know, 10 pieces of swag and then selling, you know, selling it for some huge profit, you know, I, I, it doesn't bother me. Um, you know, as long as I, I can distribute it to each person that I, that I feel, you know, should get it. So, but after that point, you know, all, I think it, it becomes a point where there's, there's so much of it in every, everyone's collection that sometimes people feel the need that they need to let it go. So, well, uh, if you give me a moment, I just need to close down my Etsy store filled with most Atlanta Cantina products. <laughs> so that you know, I was pulling twenty bucks per patch. So if you ever wanted to sell that stuff, <laughs> but I imagine you know, if you're trying to hunt down like the brewery set and you don't have a character, you know, you would offer, hey, I'll give you twenty bucks for that patch or fifty bucks, and people will be inclined to say, yeah, well, I know, sure, why not. So if there's a market. Sure. And, you know, I think we've, we've, we've done that too, but, you know, do, done it more towards, you know, kind of a charitable um, opportunity. You know, if we have, you know, a full set that we will have, then, you know, yeah, if people are willing to pay money for it, hey, let's, let's, let's give that money to charity. So, yeah, that's, that's totally fine. I, I don't have a problem with that. Like I said, I, I personally don't sell any swag when I'm giving it away at Celebration. Um, if people have something to give me in return or trade, that's fine. If they don't, that's still fine. Um, so, but everyone, you know, has their own rules on this stuff and, uh, they know how much they've spent on it and how much effort they've put into it. So, um, again, it just doesn't have to be, you know, any rules attached to it. So. Now, I don't know if you would know this or not in the swag community, do people have problems with the, the the dollar amount that people put into swag? So if you're, you know, patches are more expensive than small buttons. And it seemed like there's people who only traded patches for patches. I mean, do, is there really a big problem with people saying, you know, I don't want to trade with you because I don't like your swag? Um, I personally haven't noticed a huge problem. I'm sure there's people that do that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, if, you, if you've, I used to think, like, you know, the, the swag trading that, you know, the collectors did on the show floor and the collecting track was a big deal. And then I finally went to like a 501st swap and that's just nuts. <laughs> I mean, there are like literally thousands and thousands of patches uh, that people are swapping. And, um, you know, and I, the, the quality of some of these was just incredible. And I, it, as soon as I saw that, I was like, well, this is just, 
you know, forget about being a completist or, or, you know, it's just, there's just way too much out there. Um, but yeah, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there's people that will only trade patches for patches and, or whatever, but, um, I've never looked at it that way. And like I said, it's, it's really how you look at swag and, you know, whether you think of it as a piece of merchandise or as a remembrance of somebody. So if, if you think of it as the latter, it really doesn't matter. Um, so, you know, it, it's, um, I, I never kind of look at it to, um, you know, assign a, a value to, to swag. But um, I always look at it as like, hey, is this something that's just so cool I'd like to have in my collection? Um, that's all I look at it in, in that way. And really as more of a reminder of that person or group of people. Right. It's, you know, multiple pieces. So, yeah. And on that, on that note, I did, I think last celebration, I was following one of the swag Facebook groups or something. And there was a little girl that had handmade like a, like a tablet or like a writing pad or something. It was inexpensive, but it was a girl that was trading them. And she had had a, a couple of bad experiences or one bad experience where somebody was like, I don't want your crap. And the guy was being a jerk to her. Uh, and everybody just rallied behind her, you know, and was looking her out, you know, seeking her out to trade for her. So I have seen when it does happen that people, you know, if you will rally behind the person and, and try to at least make, make good out of a bad experience. Yeah. I remember that girl. I have one of her notebooks. Um, and that, that's a great story. Um, because, you know, I think, Look, in general, a lot of a lot of the the people at Star Wars Celebration are great people. They're they're very friendly, great to know. There's obviously there can always be you know a few people that are just jerks, but um, uh, it's it's really great when you know young kids you know make something and they're getting into this and they they they're getting to feel a part of Celebration that's like not scripted. Um, which really what swag is, you know, and it's kind of an underground thing that started. Um, and I'm, I'm so glad that that, you know, that story had, had a happy ending to it. Uh, Cause you'd hate for that, you know, little girl's experience, you know, somebody saying that her stuff was not worth anything is that's just a terrible, um, that's just terrible to hear. Um, but I'm glad, you know, that a lot of us rallied around that. And, um, you know, it's, that's not what it's about at all. Um, and, you know, swag is about bringing people together. So I think that's, uh, that was a great example. Right. And I, and I think when you do see a little, when you see a kid making something like that, I don't care what it is. If, if, you know, to me, you got to support that, uh, you know, as far as that goes, because that's the future. And if you give them a bad experience and make them feel bad, they're not going to want to come back around. So that, that's, that's been sort of been my role. You know, you always want to treat the kids with, with respect and, you know, treat them like you want to be treated, uh, especially because you don't want to put a bad, you know, ruin their experience. Yeah, of course. Who knows? That girl might be David Quinn someday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think back to Celebration Chicago, the uh, swag trading hour. And that room was, I think, originally intent to trade the Star Tots. And then it just got overrun by all the swag people 
just kind of infiltrating, I don't say infiltrating, but, you know, arriving at the same time and, and trading swag, that room was packed. Like it was tough to make your way around it. It was a small room. And I think that's where I met you and, and TK for the first time trading there. Um, but yeah, the saturation of, of swag has kind of exploded. And I mean, is there too much now in your opinion? Or I'm sure you're going to say there's never too much swag, but you know, it does yeah, raise challenges. I mean it just means that you need a bigger room, right? Um, <laughs> You're going to need a bigger um, boat. Yeah. I mean, just the, seeing the evolution of the, uh, you know, I, I remember the collecting track at Celebration 6, you know, where they first had, I think, the first set of Star Tots. And I remember there was like maybe 10 people in there. And because remember, because my sons were with me then and we were giving out, you know, my my little mini postcard card backs and people were trading star tots, but there wasn't a ton of people. Um, and so people were trading swag, you know, on the show floor and throughout the convention, but, you know, just to see the evolution of how that one kind of collecting track social room has become like this huge swag trading center, um, you know, from the you know, subsequent celebration Orlando and I'm sure to Anaheim um, to, you know, the, the recent celebration in Chicago, where it just seemed like, my God, how much is there? Um, you know, there was people even made, I think, a giant catalog of people, the swag that people were bringing, and there, that still wasn't everything that people had. So, um, I mean, it's just great to see. Obviously, it's uh, when the room is small and it's super crowded, it's hard to breathe and really, um, you know, be able to do things comfortably. But, you know, it, Again, well, well, I think the situation adapts itself. You know, once once uh, people realize swag is a big thing, they give it more importance, they give it more room, give it more space to to be traded and, and whatever. So um, I, I think it'll just it, it'll just mean that people will find you know bigger places to trade, bigger more, and make more events maybe that are swag centered. So. So with more people trading and, and creating the swag, in your opinion, what's the best way to show people that you have swag? Where should people go outside of that one specific room that's overcrowded? And, you know, if you don't like crowds, you're not going to go into that room. You know, what's a good way to identify yourself to show that you have swag? Is there, you know? Yeah, I mean, again, swag started off as this underground thing, um, you know, where you, you just meet somebody. And I remember the first time, I gave out swag was actually not even in the collecting track room or on the show floor. It was literally in line. You know, I, when you get into celebration, you're in those big queues just waiting for the doors to open. I remember like, you know, one of us would just hold our place in line and the, the, the other two of us would just walk up and down all the lines and seeing who wants to, who, we were just giving away our swag. And that was a great way to just meet people and just pass the time. And, uh, and there were like people looking at us funny, of course. And, you know, but other people were like, oh, well, that's, that's really cool. You know, and they got inspired. And I and remember, I think it was like Topher in our group. He said he remembered me from Orlando, like in line that, you know, we get like my sons gave him some postcards and he remembered that. And then you know, I met him, you know, obviously several years later when we started the club here. And uh, that was great that he still remembered that. And uh, um. So, you know, there doesn't have to be a, you know, set place to give out swag. You, you, it's your own thing. You can do it wherever you want. You can do it at your hotel room if you wanted 
um, or you know at you know at you know the the bar or the uh, you know wherever you're waiting at the celebration store, um, and it's just like it's just a way to break the ice and you know, meet somebody and start a conversation. Um, so it's there's no um, there's no rules as to where it needs to be given out. Um, as far as identifying yourself, um, you know, that's become a lot more sophisticated than it used to be. You know, now there are, you know, Facebook groups that essentially deal with swag. I think their swag crew is a big one. And we, they've even made badges, you know, free badges that you can pick up and they say, you know, swag, swag crew or something like that. Um, and so people can easily identify that that person will have some swag on them. Um, you know, and other people that do the theme swag, they they even make like custom lanyards and custom badges to identify, you know, we're part of the group that's giving out this patch. You know, of course, there's fan tables at, at Celebration and, you know, every one of those fan tables nowadays seems to have, you know, a, a patch or button or something that identifies their group or maybe a part of a bigger giveaway like a puzzle patch uh, or, you know, medallion sets, um, something like that. And, you know, so that's that's become a big thing as well. Um, so it's not a secret anymore. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the Facebook groups like the Collecting Track, Swag Crew, um, you know, they essentially put out lists and pictures of, you know, what people are bringing. And, um, you know, because, you know, people obviously want to show off what they've made and, you know, they want to, uh, they want to give it out to people. So, um, but it, usually these things uh, become, if you're, if you're keyed into those groups, um, you know, you, you probably come armed a little bit more than somebody else that doesn't know anything about them. In some ways, it's also fun to get something randomly um, because then it makes more of an impact and impression, like just the same people that were in line. You know, all of a sudden they see somebody just giving out free stuff. First of all, they look suspicious. It's like, why is he giving out free stuff? But, you know, later it's like, oh, this is such a great idea. Maybe next time I'll do something like that. And, you know, at, at one point that was me. You know, somebody gave me something free and that I was like, wow, this is so cool. You know, next time I'm going to get do this. And it just, you know, spirals from there. And that's a good thing. So it's essentially like paying it forward. I have, an, I have one last question, Glenn. Do you have anything? Oh, I'm... So yeah. some, some swag, and I'm looking actually right now at this Indiana Star Wars collecting community. The five-year anniversary patch has the Lucasfilm copyright at the bottom. When should people um, try to get that, and how? Why? Why would you want to get that? Um, it's know? there's. I don't think there's any rules um, per se to get that. It, the main thing is, I think if you're giving something away at your, like your fan table, your collecting um, table, um, it does have to get Lucasfilm approved. Um, you know, so that's. You know, certain, like I think all the, the big puzzle patches, the big medallion sets and stuff. Um, but some people do get that approved for even like their own individual, you know, group sets. Um, it's again, it's not required. Um, it, it is kind of a cool feature that they went to the trouble to get it approved um, because obviously, it, you know, it has to. You know, I'm sure sure there are certain guidelines to that stuff and. Um, 
you know, it, it may well be that they don't approve everything that that's submitted in front of them. So, um, yeah, it's just an extra cool feature. We, I think we've thought about it for doing some of our stuff. Um, you know, but like I said, I would say 90, 95% of the swag that's given out that doesn't have anything that has, you know, Lucasfilm, you know, you know, approval type stuff. And in, in some ways that, that some of that is, 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 is even more fun um, because it allows them to get a little more creative probably. Um, but yeah, I, I don't mind either way, whether it has a Lucasfilm approval, but I think it is, if it's given away at like one of your tables as an official giveaway, then it probably does need to get that approval and, and, and can have that stamp on it like that. That just goes back to that underground element. Yeah. That, I would actually prefer it. I like what you're saying. Cause you do get a little, you can get a little bit more creative uh, without getting Lucasfilm's uh, approval. I did think of something is, is there, how do you display it? Do you have any tips on displaying it? Cause unfortunately mine's all sitting in a box and I have no real way. I haven't been able to figure out, you know, do you have any tips on how to display it? Yeah, I mean, there's so much of it now that's impossible to display all of it. Uh, a lot of people display it like on lanyards if they've attached like a lot of buttons on their lanyards. Some people framed up patches, um, framed up bottle caps in different ways. Um, you know, that's always a nice way. Um, I always like to um, display it along with the stuff that it kind of is related to. Like, for example, um, you know, I have a, since, you know, I've, you know, my collection is the cantina. I have, you know, a set of just kind of drinkware and barware. And I have like all that like stuff together. Like, so all my bottle openers together, all my, um, you know, glasses, you know, shot glasses, whatever, um, you know, they're all together. So that makes for a nice display. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it, you, you can only display, you know, what, what you can and there's no way to get it all so but like another thing i'll do is uh for example somebody makes swag that's based on say something like the um, early bird kit you know i'll put some of that right in the same display as the early bird kit because it kind of is related to it in some way and it you know it kind of enhances the display um so the same thing you know i think i think i made like a power of the force set of coin bot you know coin bottle caps and like a coin album. And I have that displayed in, you know, my Power of the Force display case. Um, and so that's a nice way to kind of tie two things together, like the original piece and the swag that's, that it represents. Um, so, but yeah, there's no, again, there are no rules on displaying it. I've seen just seen some amazing displays of stuff that uh, made even, you know, Jason with our ice creams that we haven't even given out yet. And he's made a great display, great shrine of, uh, you know, that, that set in his own collection. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's really what you, uh, what you like and what you put value in. And, uh, I think people put as much effort into displaying their stuff as they have the actual items. And that's, that's what makes it great. Cool. Awesome. Anything else, Jason? No, not that I can, no, not that I can think of. Thanks for joining us to Ryan. Um, yeah. How can people yeah, find fun. you? Yeah, how can people find you on Facebook? Um, well, they just look up my name. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Did, did you? Um, yeah. Don't you have a a, a collection? Yeah. Of, if they want to see pictures, yeah, they have, they have they can see pictures of my collection um, at Moss Atlanta Cantina, um, and um, uh, yeah, I'm also on Instagram, uh, same name 
at Moss Atlantic Cantina. And, you know, I just highlight pictures of my collection there, um, whether it's vintage items, modern items, swag, all sorts of stuff. Um, I have them grouped into categories there. Um, but of course, I'm on in the Georgia group, uh, Georgia Alliance of Star Wars Collectors, um, and um, definitely share plenty of stuff from my collection, um, swag related as well, uh, on that page quite a bit. So um, T- tell everyone why you have that Instagram, the Facebook Most Atlanta Cantina page. Wasn't it because you had so much you couldn't remember what you had, so you had to categorize? You know, you have your your, your patch fo- uh, folder, you have your pin folder. I, I think that certainly was part of it. It's it's kind of like my own checklist of what I actually own, so I don't duplicate it. Number one, but two, just it's also just like a nice online kind of um, database that I can pull pictures from easily to post. You know, because people are sharing stuff on Facebook and all sorts of groups you know, for different, whatever, you know, collectible of the week. And uh, sometimes it's not handy on your phone, but I can always pull it out straight from that, from that page uh, if I've got it organized there. So uh, that's another reason I've, I've set that up. So. Awesome. Um, always thinking, man, you're always one step ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah. We, we should do another one of these episodes as we get closer to celebration and kind of go over you know, maybe like the stuff swag people are planning to bring or, you know, or highlight the stuff that looks like it's going to be the you know, stuff that people are really looking for. There, there Glenn goes. <laughs> I'm writing it down. down right now. Next April, 2022 <laughs> celebration happens. For of course, nowadays, people are making swag for not just the big events, but even small events. Like I was so touched that people did it for our own summer social. You know, of course we had our own swag, but people made their, their own personal swag to give away there, which was special. Yeah, I like this one. I was there, Summer Social. Yeah, that's a great uh, button by Neil Minnie. Yeah. Narayan and Jason, y'all have a great rest of your day. And uh, we'll, uh, you can email us, smugglersgalaxy, gmail.com. Find us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, This is the way. This is the way. This is the way.